Hello, Trailblazers! I'm very excited to be back. I honestly have had the worst last three days. <laughs> I have been out of it um, and my body just shut down. I don't know where it came from. Well, I actually do now, but it shut down and it was like one of the most frustrating things ever. And I already know you guys are going to get me when I say this, but... I was like on a roll, like I was momentum up, ready to gear into launch mode, just super excited and really ready, right? And I had worked so hard at building up that momentum and then all of a sudden my sinuses decided to act up and my head just, it just felt like it was throbbing. It's actually a thing, like I, I actually have a um, consultation booked already with an ENT specialist and I'm supposed to get my sinuses checked out because they're pretty dang bad. And so anyway, I just had a flare up and my head was throbbing. I had like this sinus induced migraine that made me feel like my brain was just going to pop. Like, honestly, it was painful. And um, on Wednesday midday, I just I finished training and it just got worse. So as much as my body was physically fine, I just couldn't do anything. And so I just had to rest. And then on Thursday, I was out the whole day. I really did try to do things, um, but I ended up having to cancel my entire day. Same thing on the Friday. I And by, by the time you kind of reach your third day of not being able to do anything, it is pretty bad. Like, And maybe it's because of the way I'm wired as well. I love to be productive. It's like my own form of self-care. Because it's not coming from this hustly place of like, I need to always be doing something. It's really my need to be productive really comes from a place of it serves me to actually know I'm moving forward. And everyone's productivity, I can't talk, productivity levels are different, right? But for me, I know when I'm being lazy. I also know when I'm not being productive in a way that's serving myself. And I also know when I'm hustling like be trying to be productive because of this hustle and scarcity and in this case the last few days I really was looking forward to getting back on the horse and just going for it in my launch but everything just shut down and I just felt so horrible now this was the inspiration for why I wanted to share this episode I had episodes lined up for you guys but I just felt like this needed to go out now because I know how much we all need to hear this <laughs> okay so if you're in Sydney or you're in Australia lockdown is pretty much back in effect and it's extended and it's making life a little bit difficult not only is it difficult on the front end of you know not being able to go to work physically, not having access to all the things that we normally would to do leisurely activities, to go to the gym, like to just interact and be social with our family and friends. Not having access to these things takes a toll on us. And so does the mental toll of not being able to interact, express how we feel and like feel the way that we feel and be okay with it and be justified for being okay with it like when you are trapped or sorry not trapped when you are feeling like you are trapped because of isolation and just how foreign 
um, things are, it's so hard to operate and to be in your best, um, in your best energy. I noticed that for me, like as much as I'm so used to working from home and like not much has really changed for me in this lockdown, aside from the fact that I can't go to the gym or just do leisurely activities and do in-person events with my students, like as much as I can't do that, not much has really changed for me. So I've really learned how to self-regulate well. I've learned how to set up my own boundaries and to create structure for myself when I work from home. And like I I have all these systems already built in place that makes being in a lockdown a lot easier compared to a lot of people who usually have their workplace to tell them when to take lunch breaks and, you know, what when to be switched on and when to switch off. When you go from such a drastic change, it can really take a toll on you. Now, what I wanted to share today was on the topic of listening to your body. Because I feel that in the hustle culture that we live in, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you are building your own business, hustle is such a strong, strong component of our work ethic a lot of the time because nobody tells you how to build a business and how to do it well, right? You see inspiration, you model after all these other successful people And you also model after your own like family, your own culture, your own community. And whatever is around you is usually going to influence how you live, how you operate and how you, you know, do things that you do. So I found that when it comes to entrepreneurship and building a business, this is where mentorship under the right, um, under people who really have methods in place who really have systems that not only help you grow your business well but help you take care of yourself mentorship is the best investment you can make and I say this from like a deep place of having experienced you know I luckily I haven't experienced like extreme burnout because I've just I've invested in mentorship since day dot of starting my business but I have experienced still, even within mentorship, running myself into the ground, you know, talking negatively to myself and not being able to self-regulate because of, of fear, scarcity, self-doubt, you know, um, all of the things. But I say as well that learning to listen to our bodies is not something that school teaches you. It's not something that your parents might have even taught you, especially if you've come from like a um, an ethnic or a migrant background where our parents have hustled to get to where they are. Like, entrepreneurship is just almost like an extreme version of working for somebody else it's like in our minds what happens is you know if I'm gonna decide that I want to work for myself then I need to work double as hard to get to where I want to go we almost welcome and celebrate the hustle and we see this a lot in our culture um, especially the Western culture, where we celebrate people who put in overtime, we celebrate people who have busy schedules, we acknowledge them as really great, you know, um, successful people, and we credit their hustle for being successful. But that's the thing, like, that's the thing, right? We all think that in order to build a successful business, we need a hustle, We need to like do all the things and have busy schedules and have meetings back to back. Like we think that's the formula, whether we say it out loud or not, subconsciously, that's what we think and believe. And do you know how toxic that is? 
I did a mindfulness seminar. Um, I had a special guest. Her name's Rosario. And she came in and did a seminar or like a workshop with our students. And she taught us um, not she, she did like a hands on kind of workshop where we actually did breathing practices and we did some breath work um, that we can apply. And her session, I had her talk about um, how to really understand the the purpose of being switched off and being intentionally mindful as a working woman, like as an entrepreneur specifically, because all of my students obviously are building their own businesses. And one of the common struggles that they experience and that I experience is the inability to like fully switch off. And even though we know how valuable that is, even though we try, we just can't seem to, or it's just extremely difficult. And we cycle through that struggle our entire entrepreneurial journey and our entire lives. But I love the idea that if you work on it sooner rather than later, it's going to save you like lots and lots of lost time, lots of um, falling sick and beating yourself up for it, like lots of negativity and toxicity. And so I know that for me, having experienced this like kind of downfall, unexpected downfall in my health that totally took me out of even touching my laptop, working on my business and even taking on coaching calls, it totally took me out. And I had such a negative mindset about it because I was like, oh, I can't work on this. And like, I just, my body can do it, but my brain is throbbing like, and I would beat myself up. And I was like, what is going on? Like, if I'm building this business to create freedom for myself, then I must, it must be a non-negotiable for me to treat myself with love and to enjoy every step of the journey but that's not what I was seeing happening what I saw was when my body needed to rest I couldn't give it the rest like my brain was like literally guilt tripping me for for resting okay and I know so many of you guys experienced this so anyway this seminar with Rosario um she talked about how and I'm probably gonna get the words completely wrong guys but please give me grace this is all new to not new but the the terminology is new to me okay so she talked about how like when we are constantly switched on our parasympathetic again that could be completely wrong our our system switches on and this this system switches on and it's basically a fight or flight mode right? It's basically us being on defense and high alert because we think there is a threat. When we are stressed, we experience the same kind of physiological reactions and shifts in our body that we normally would in the face of an actual threat. So if we were locked in a burning building, the same senses and the same physiological shifts would be happening in our body Um, Even if we are not locked in a burning building, like if we receive an email, we may look at that or more often than not, we will look at that email as a as a life or death situation because we are in that high alert, high stress state. And what that leads to is us feeling like, you know, it's life or death. We have to we have to respond or else. And we we begin to treat our businesses, our lives, everything everything in this kind of kind of fearful way like everything is always a threat that's what high stress creates it's like this toxic cycle and I found that um, that's typically the case for a lot of my students even for myself when I can't switch on when I do not feel that I am in control 
that's what usually happens. I feel like everything is an emergency and I don't know how to have boundaries. And I also don't know how to take care of my body. Like I all of a sudden hygiene goes out the window. I mean, it's not that extreme, but you know, for a lot of people, hygiene goes out the window. Like they don't take care of themselves. Um, they don't eat well. They don't even, yeah, they don't even exercise even though they know they want to and need to because their body is just now reverted to this mode of it's fight or flight. Like, and what usually happens in fight or flight is your ability to be hungry um, goes away because all of the blood is being pumped to your your muscles, right? Like it's being pumped to your legs so they can be prepared to run. Um, it's being pumped to your um, to your heart so that it can get more oxygen. And so your breathing gets short and like that, all of these things, like your muscles constrict everything, everything, everything just is on high alert mode. And imagine like just constantly going through life in this, high alert mode in this stress mode where everything feels like a threat and she talked about like that was just probably the most horrible explanation ever of something so simple but forgive me okay hopefully you guys get it um she talked about how in order for us to not be in this constant high stress mode we need to not only have boundaries but we have to actually deal with the root and the root is the feeling of safety the reason why everything feels like a threat, the reason why we're in this high stress, high alert mode is because we don't feel safe. And often what what entrepreneurs lack is the feeling of safety in that they are enough, that there is more than enough, that they that the money will come, that the clients are out there for them. And often this mode of scarcity will position us to be yeah, to be like in this hustle mode because we think that we have to fight to get it. We have to fight to get the clients. We have to constantly be on high alert. We need to, you know, we, we feel this constant scarcity that affects not only our thought life, but as you know, anything that affects your mind will eventually affect your body, right? Your mind is the leading asset here and anything that affects your mind, anything that your mind thinks and believes will ultimately affect and trigger in your body. So, so what I wanted to share with you in this episode really quickly, it's four quick thoughts. Well, actually more so three quick thoughts about what I learned coming out of my, you know, little downfall last week and I don't even see notice how even I'm saying downfall it wasn't a downfall (laughs) it really wasn't it was my body telling me what it needed and me right now my brain my mind choosing to resist that and welcoming it as you know just part of my body being my body (laughs) right so much of what we do when we don't listen to our body is suppress our humanness and I mean, like physiologically, like we don't allow ourselves to be okay with becoming unwell because we think that should be, we think that that's not allowed (laughs) and we don't allow it. And therefore it causes us to feel this guilt, this shame for being sick. We beat ourselves up. We inflict so much pain on ourselves when all our body wants is to just be heard. Okay, so three quick thoughts for you. Okay, number one, number one, I learned last week that everything is so much harder in life and in business building when you don't put yourself first. I mean that 
everything, everything, whether it's you want to create good content, you want to sign more clients, you want to have the clarity to make good decisions, you want to coach better. If you are not putting yourself first, everything is so much harder, including, including, get this, including you being able to create a better version of yourself. What I mean is it doesn't matter how many morning walks you go on, how many times you journal, how many meditation sittings you do, even that will be so ineffective and so much harder when you aren't taking care of yourself first. And I mean taking care of you mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all of it, right? You have to put yourself first. When you are not making space to do the things that you love, when you are giving yourself so little time to breathe, to soak in whatever emotion and not have to force yourself to feel a certain emotion, to to just pick up and keep going, when you don't give yourself the space to be human, everything is so much harder. Everything feels like an uphill climb when you are not in a good state right? It, notice how like taking a nap, when you when you wake up from a nap, the same problems may be sitting at your desk, but they just feel so much easier to tackle. Everything gets better and easier to deal with. Decisions make begin to get easier to make. Creativity flows a lot better when you are well rested and when you are at your highest self. You being at your highest self doesn't just come when you do the things that you think are, you know, self-care practices. It's not about the bubble baths at all. Being at your highest self is actually doing and being within integrity of what fills you up. I love the analogy of like, you know, putting your mask on first before going to help somebody else. Because if you don't, like you just, you don't serve anybody, including yourself. You don't even serve your business well when you try to hustle your way to success. So guys, don't leave taking care of yourself to 11 p.m. at night when you're dead exhausted from pushing yourself to serve everything else on your schedule. Put yourself first. Give yourself the first like 10 10 the first three I don't know where 10 came from the first three hours of your day don't wake up earlier if that doesn't serve you create a routine that is in alignment with what serves you with what feels good on a regular basis do something lovely for yourself be kind to yourself if your body feels tired listen to it if your emotions are telling you something take the time to ask to inquire, to get curious. Treat yourself as if you were your friend. And you wouldn't tell your friend to just like shut up and like keep going. You would ask your friend like, oh, so you're feeling that way? Why? What's going on for you? Like treat yourself with so much kindness and everything will get easier, right? Second lesson that I want to share is when your body needs you to listen to it, Listen to it unconditionally and don't guilt or shame yourself 
for feeling the way that you're feeling or being in the state that you're in physically. Don't guilt or shame yourself for not being at this level of whatever that you expected yourself to be yet. Okay, so much of the problems that we experience actually exist only because we had this preconceived idea or expectation of how it should be. And usually when our reality doesn't line up to that, we get disappointed. And that's where the guilt and the shame comes from. But how much of that would go away if we just lifted every expectation we set on ourselves and we just allowed our body to lead us? How many of the decisions would you have made in your life equate to something that could actually give you real genuine joy and peace if you put yourself first? And you know what, guys? When you do this, when you live this way, when you build your business this way, yeah, it's going to feel and seem really messy and reckless and unstrategized and unplanned. But you know what? At least you'll love every step of the way. I had this moment the other night and I was just thinking to myself, like, I already know, like, I have the confidence that what I'm building is going to create so much impact in the world and it's going to reach so many people. I have no doubt in me that I can make seven figures. I have no doubt that I'm going to make a million dollars one day. Like, call me crazy and it's even laughable. It's ridiculous, but I actually have no doubt about that. I just know it's going to happen, right? I have no problem saying it out loud. And I remember thinking to myself the other night, like, wow, I can't wait for that moment. It's it's inevitable and I cannot wait. Um, <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself, um, hey, Nick, what if you could build up to that but every step of the way was so much fun. What if every step of the way was so much fun? If it's inevitable, why why do you why do you like panic? Why do you freak out? Why do you hustle? If it's inevitable, why are you like working as if it's not going to happen? That you're worried it's not going to happen? Right? If you decide that your success or your end goal is possible and it's within your reach and that it's going to happen and you just rest with that certainty, you can also give yourself permission to decide that the journey is going to be fun. And I just made a promise with myself in that moment like, getting to a million dollars will be so much fun. Making decisions to get to a million dollars will be so freaking fun. And I was like, anything that I do in my business that isn't fun, that doesn't feel fun, I'm just going to say no to. Okay? These are trade-offs that we should not be making. I mean, what? (laughs) These are trade-offs that we should be making. If it costs you your joy, your happiness, your self-care, your kindness to you, to your family, to your friends, if it costs you your relationships, think of the things you value and make decisions from that place. I love, I love, I love this thought because what if it what if you got to a million and you actually look back and said, heck yeah, that was so much fun? You would have no regrets whatsoever. But what if you got to a million 
and you lost everything you loved. You even lost yourself. You had no passion. Your health was down the drain. Like, tell me, was it worth it? Was it worth it? Guys, this isn't about the million dollars. This isn't about being the most successful person in the world. This is about being in alignment with yourself and your purpose. And your purpose has everything to do with your person, meaning you, your wellness, you being you in the world. If you are compromising all of that because you're hustling, you're trying to move so fast, and then you're not letting yourself feel the way you should feel, then what is the point? Truly, what is the point? All right. The last thought I want to share with you, the last takeaway from my little slump last week is that even when you decide to take a break or when your body tells you to take a break, if you believe that things are not going to fall apart, they won't. Things falling apart is just a perception. Like it's just in our heads. I was literally like realizing this as I was staring at my computer, not being able to do anything, not being able to move and physically get up without feeling dizzy, right? I was just looking at it and I was like, in my head, it was spinning. It was like, oh, I can't coach this client. They're going to be disappointed in me. And then I can't post this content piece and my launch is not going to go well. And like people are going to like all of this dramatic stuff that my brain was just making up. And then I just had a moment and I was like, wait, I'm going to snap out of this and just tell myself things are not falling apart. Like they're not falling apart right now. They're not going to fall apart. Like it's just, it's just a concept really truthfully and even though I I came back and yes I was a bit behind on work I had to cancel on clients and and post and reschedule calls like meetings were not done like so much was not done and wasn't moving the way that I expected them to or planned them to at the start of my week but it was a decision I consciously made that things are actually not falling apart right now things are just behind We're just moving the needle forward. Like this is inevitable. Delays are inevitable. Me being human, me being sick, that's inevitable. Like, gosh, everything felt so much easier, right? So things are not going to fall apart. And even if they do, like, let's say your, your entire business falls apart because you were sick for a week or you had to get like your wisdom teeth removed for and you had to be out for two weeks, like whatever. If you came back and things were actually on fire, You have to have so much self-trust that you can figure it out. You really can. Your brain in stress mode, again, is going to perceive everything is as scary and as much of a threat as you being locked in a burning building. But that is not the case, okay? You don't have to answer that email. Prioritize. Prioritize what's valuable to you. Your time, your rest, or answering that email. What's the reward? Okay, the last thing, the last thought I want to leave with you is the reminder. I'm reading this book. Um, well, really, I'm listening to it on Audible. It's called Essentialism. I definitely recommend it to you guys. Okay, it talks about the value of doing less, but not for the sake of doing less or just, you know, having less on your plate, but for the sake of you being able to make your highest contribution 
in this life, in society, in your work, whatever it is. We often say yes to everything because we think it is all essential. But what if we consciously decided what was essential and then traded off everything else that wasn't? And a really great example was how a lot of the time when we're trying to choose a degree, we like a university degree after high school, we don't have the clarity. We haven't consciously made a decision to say yes or no And so what we do is we like enroll ourselves into a degree that is somewhat in in the area, the ballpark, the the category of what we might want to do. And so we like to keep our options open by doing something that's open-ended. But what that creates is a lot more uncertainty. So by thinking we've just made an essential decision, we've actually made a decision that's going to create more uncertainty for ourselves. Because what usually happens is you graduate that degree, you don't know what the heck you want to do because there was just no clarity. But versus, imagine that, versus you decided you wanted to be, to do this and go all in with it and say no to everything else. You said no to everything that was subpar or maybe if it's not a 10 out of 10, then it's a no. Imagine if that was a qualifier for every decision you made. You'd be saying no a lot more times, but your yes would be so much more clearer. And so the results you would create and the rate at which you would create them and the quality at which you create them is going to be so much higher simply because you were willing to do those trade-offs. So I love this concept. And again, I'm horrible at explaining things, but you guys have to listen to the book. But essentialism is this ability that a lot of us don't have or this... um, way of processing that we don't have because our society again honors and celebrates doing more and having all the things when really you don't have to do or have to have all the things to be successful what successful i said successful yeah okay there's so much that i could share with you all but i am gonna leave you with those gold nuggets and i hope that that really helps you to listen to yourself to listen to your body and to honor the one version of you that exists right now in the world you need to listen to the version of you now in order to get to who you want to be in the future and if you don't take care of you now all of it is going to go down the drain all of it is just going to feel like an uphill climb and trust me it is not going to be fun okay love yourselves slow down do less say no to more things say yes to yourself first Alrighty. Catch you on the next episode, guys.